kind of that uh, phrase I put in our uh, annual report as I kind of let you know a little bit of what I do. I got that actually from my uncle who's a, a pastor and what he said, you know, words take up a lot of space sometimes. And words matter. You know, we, we talked about this a little bit last week and James is going to tell us a little more about it uh, probably next week. You know, and some of us have a little fun, right Joyce? With the words we shared, you know, uh, last week. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. Joyce and I have a shared history, even though we never knew each other until here, uh, in many ways. And so I know exactly by the words she says whether she really wants to bless me or not, or tell me to go home and get out of her way with that. But words matter. What we say matters. How we say, but yet, let's be honest, words can be complicated. If, if Daniel asks me a question, and I just say, just no. What did I say? How would you take that, Daniel? Just no. You don't know, do you? You know, maybe don't ask again. I just say no. Do I mean no as in you're prohibited? Or no as in you need to know? Well, you say, well, that's just because you spoke it. Okay, yeah, you're right. If I say, Let, let's go see, do I mean something we see with our eyes? Or the ocean, the sea? Yeah. You know, or see as an in information, you know? Or maybe we do write it down. So you, you go ahead, write these letters down on your, wherever you want, those of you online, write it wherever you want. R-E-A-D. R-E-A-D. What word is that? Read. I heard two different words. Read or read? I'll, you know, <laughs> thanks, okay? Here we go. Words can be complicated. Especially in the English language but in all languages to some extent. Words can be complicated. Sometimes when words get complicated, we assume we know what is being said, when really we may be on a totally different path. And we're going to see that a little bit this morning. But we need to know, I think, two, two things. One, Everyone has faith. Now, that connotation brought something to your mind when I used that word, faith. Everyone has faith. The question is not, do you have faith? The question is, is where is your faith? It can be in many different things. Even as people who would call ourselves believers, we may not always, we have faith, but we need to ask ourselves the question, where is our faith? What do we allow to shape our faith? The, the, the word faith is a major word in all of Scripture. And there has been much ink and fighting and literal blood shed over this word. Everyone has 
morning is the Bible does not contradict itself. Okay? It doesn't. There is no such thing where the Bible says one thing and another and, and, and contradicts. It doesn't talk out of both sides of its mouth, we can say. So if we see that there's something that doesn't quite make sense, we have to struggle with what is really going on here. The Bible is 100% true, reliable, and comforting if we allow it. And it is also 100% most likely to convict and to challenge and to cause us to have to sit and go, no words. Where many times we need to learn to be speechless. I must admit, I'm rarely speechless. I can probably count on one hand the times I've truly been speechless. But I'm learning to speak less. And that is a hard task. No wonder James, as he gets started with things, he was really, we needed to be reminded that we should be slow to speak. Slow to let our words come out. And quick to listen. Slow to become <coughs> and speak less. This passage that we come to this morning is probably the most famous passage in all of James. It's also a passage that has left many people wondering, does the Bible really, does it, it, it must contradict itself. Because James says words like this that you may read, whether it's on your phone, your tablet, whatever. says, faith without deed, without works, some translation may say, is dead. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds or works is dead. And we sit there and go, wait a minute, I thought Paul said something like, it is by grace alone that one is saved. You know, we may know the first part of this verse of Ephesians, for by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works. And we sit here and we go, see, this is what's wrong with the Bible. James says you got to have works. Paul says you don't. Which one wins? And there's been great debates. But I am here to tell you this morning that the Bible does not contradict itself. James and Paul and Jesus and every other writer of Scripture would agree with one another. Maybe not the exact words that one would say, but would, would agree with one another on what is salvation. So as we get back into our text, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but no deeds? And James asks rhetorically another question. He, he's already saying, what good is it? And the answer is supposed to be nothing. And he asks this next question, can such faith save them? What is saving faith? 
questions. We don't have the time this morning, because I guarantee you at some point in time you will want to say, at least in your head or in your heart, or maybe even out loud, will you just speak less? Um, what is saving? Maybe a different way of thinking of it. What is the purpose? What is the goal? What is the end of faith and salvation? Because if, if we answer the question that the purpose of salvation is just to get to heaven one day, that is how we are answering what is saving faith. It's all about whether or not you get a ticket into glory. And that's important. But I wonder if when we do that, then, then we read these things and we are easy to say, no, 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 James must have meant something different because he couldn't have meant that faith without works, without deeds is dead. He couldn't have meant it because it's all about what I, what I get one day. But I don't think that's what James would say. The purpose of saving faith. What is the purpose of salvation? Both Paul and James. Would agree. Let me start by saying this, and please hear me well. Salvation is in Christ alone, by grace alone, by faith alone. Okay? Nothing I'm going to say differs from that statement right there. And we are good at understanding this. We are people of the Reformation that understands that it is in Christ alone, by grace alone, by faith alone, for the glory of God alone. We, we can get that, and we, we can turn to uh, Scripture of Romans 10, where it says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone and anyone. The thief on the cross heard the words, today you will be with me in paradise. Why? Because he called on the name of the Lord. But let me be honest, the, the thief on the cross is the outlier. He just happened to be able to know in the moment as he saw who Jesus was. That he better have a faith in this Jesus because his time was coming. You and I do not normally get that chance. But it doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter who you are, but if you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Peter says this in Acts. James says it kind of in this way. Where he says he chose to give birth, to give us birth through the word of truth. But Jesus is salvation. Jesus said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Christ alone, by faith alone, and as we read in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, by grace alone. And to that, I think James would have a hearty James isn't going against what he knows of Jesus. James isn't, trying, James isn't trying to add something to who Jesus is, but what James is trying to do is to help this early church figure out what does it mean to have true faith in Jesus or a saving faith. Why? Because you read through the Gospels, especially the Gospel of John, and you will read there are people who believe, and then, then things get a little hard, and they stop believing. 
Or we read that people are starting to get the right idea about who Jesus is, but they're afraid of something else. And so he says in these most famous words, what good is it if you claim to have a saving faith, but you have no deeds? It, it would be like you or I saying, uh, you know, a brother or sister comes without clothes and daily food. Right before this, James is talking about favoritism in the church. And when we see a fellow believer who comes in and is a true need, we don't have to guess. And he says, that's fine. You may have a faith, but it would be like you're trying to tell your, your brother or sister, hey, go in peace. Be well fed and have plenty of clothes. And do absolutely nothing about it. What good is it, he says. In the same way, faith by itself is not, if not accompanied by action, is dead. But then he anticipates, or there's a real person who comes up and says, but, but what if someone says, you have faith, I have deeds. I do something you have knowledge. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe you have faith that there is one God. Good. Even the demons know that and respond. Saving faith is not just right thinking. We can say whatever we want. We can say we have a belief in what, what, and, and all the right things of Scripture, but that doesn't mean we're actually responding to faith. It just means we know. You know, it, it's interesting that here, even in James, we have this idea that, you know, if this person who might believe in a God, they, he talks about the demons that and, and shudder. There's this idea that even the demons have a response to the faith of who Jesus is. If you read in the Gospels, it was the demonic that were the first to proclaim that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. And Jesus told him to be quiet. But we, none of us would ever say the demons have a saving faith, would we? Why? Not. They know the right things. They believe in what is known as the Shema, the Deuteronomy 6, that the Lord your God is the only God, and He is one, or He is unique. But none of us would ever say Satan is saved. Why? Because his response to who Jesus is is not the response of Jesus as Lord and Savior. We can think the right things. One of the earlier followers of, of Jesus was uh, is mentioned in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 8, where uh, he, you know, he, Simon the sorcerer is his name, where uh, the, the early church, they proclaimed, Philip proclaimed the good news of the kingdom in the name of Jesus. And Simon himself believed that he was baptized. He had the right thinking on who Jesus was. And he followed Philip everywhere, 
And when they prayed on the new believers that they would receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit showed up and showed off. There's something about this right thinking of Simon the sorcerer that didn't match because his next words are, when Simon saw the Spirit was giving up the laying of the hands of the apostles, he offered them money and said, give me this ability as well. To which Peter says, may your money perish because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. Repent and pray to the Lord and hope that he might forgive you for having such a thought, for I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Was he saying that's a great debate? But by his action, the early church said, there's something not right about you, Simon. And this is what, what, what James is trying to say. is You can claim what you want, but if your behavior isn't something different based on your faith, and it looks like the faith of the world because we all have faith, then you may miss it. This is why he says to keep ourselves being polluted by your world. Paul would say, do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, because saving faith results in Christ-like behavior. You can't claim Christ and then not act like Christ. Jesus said it this way, you will know a tree by, tree by its fruit. Jeff, you have apple trees, right? How do you know you have apple trees? Oh, not just because when you were given them or bought them, there was a tag that says apple tree? Okay. What if it never produces apples? What if it produces peaches instead? But, but maybe, maybe your kids who bought it, they were convinced it was an apple tree. Is that right? If it produces peaches, and he says, no, I truly believe this is an apple tree, what would you do? Show it. 
The faith that is in Christ alone by grace alone has to show itself through love. Even Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We love quoting this, and it's a great verse. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. But does anyone remember what he says next?
requires us to live with it. I can't just say I believe in Jesus and act like it doesn't have a response to the grace of Jesus is always required. Salvation is free, but it's costly. And I'm not just talking about what it costs Jesus. It costs him everything. But if we want to be saved, if we want to have a saving faith, then we must understand what James is saying here. That we would have to humbly accept the word that has been planted in us by grace. Which means it can't be about me. He, he said that we have to get rid of all filth and evil that is so prevalent in things. We gotta do something in response to that. It's gonna cost us everything. Jesus says, take up your cross daily and follow me. That is not easy and cheap. It'll cost you everything. See, don't we want it easy? You know, the easier something comes, we want all the benefits of something without any of the negatives. This is where the dieting movement probably started. We wanted all the taste of a regular Coke without any of the negative effects of the regular Coke. We created Diet Coke. Right? You know? We, we did that. Or I want all the benefits of eating uh, the butter that I love so dearly, but I want none of the fats that goes with it. And so we created margarine. I'm not saying those things are necessarily bad, but we've also realized that they're not necessarily good. You know, to be honest with you, most of our brain is fat, so if you don't ever have any fat, you're not feeding your brain. Maybe that explains a lot about our world. I don't know. You know, but, but we want all these things, and I think what we've done is we've done the same thing when it comes to faith, when it comes to following Jesus, to understanding salvation, that we think, I, I want all the good stuff, but I really don't want to have to do it anything about it. And this is where James, we must hear these words of James again and again. Faith by itself is it if it is not accompanied by action is useless. It does nothing. Is he saying you'll be saved by faith if you just act? No. He gives two examples Abraham and Rahab, and the examples that others give, think of the book of Hebrews. He's not saying they were saved by what they did. What he's saying is their saving faith was a response on who the Lord is and because of their belief on who the Lord is, they acted differently with that. There is always a response to grace. So I must ask, are you saved? Are you saved? You may go, I don't know. But let me just not so gently challenge you. What are you producing? What does it look like? Does it look like Jesus or like others? 
then, then maybe you need to submit again. Even Paul has said many times, by grace you are saved, but then he said, work out your salvation. And he continues to say, and one day you will be saved. It's not as always as simple and easy as we thought. But if you're not, if you don't believe you are, can I, can I tell you? Today is the day of salvation. But it means you have to change your faith. Your faith is no longer whatever you believe in when you came into these doors. It has to be on who Christ is and what he says and how he says to live. I'm convinced that, you know, I don't know if we can truly be surprised in heaven in many ways. But I, and if we can, I think sometimes we will be surprised by who is there. And if we can be surprised by who's not there, we might be surprised who's not there. I believe there could be a lot of Baptists not there. Just like there could be a lot of Baptists not there. Or Lutherans, or Church of Gods, or Methodists, or Wesleyans, or the like. But I also think we will go, oh, there's Catholics in heaven. Oh, there are Baptists in heaven. Can you imagine how some people might be surprised when the Baptists are there? And vice versa. But you know what? We must start to look and realize how much we sometimes miss about faith. You can have the right thinking all you want, but if it doesn't change your behavior, you're just thinking about it. And that's not what the Bible talks about when it says faith. So I ask. Will you be saved? You may have to get something out. You will have to get something out. I don't know what it may specifically be for you, but it will cost you something. Because that's our response to who Jesus is. Yes, faith is in Christ alone, by grace alone, by faith alone. But he's never just going to leave you alone. That's not who he is. So you pray for the power of I ask that even in these final moments, that if we you show up and show off. I don't know necessarily what that looks like here, but I know you have a desire that that they who may be sitting or listening to these words, that they would come to this saving faith that isn't just a system of beliefs, though it is that, but a saving faith that changes who they are from the inside out. Lord, and if there's someone that's willing to transfer their, their faith and their, their hopes and their dreams from whatever they may have, maybe that be a, a good person, maybe that's in, 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 in who of people are, or even in a church that they would transfer to the only one who's above all, that is you. Maybe there's someone here who, who they, they really, they, they thought they were saved, but they, they're starting to realize by the, the power of the Holy Spirit that their life hasn't always shown. And so, Lord, that you would just encourage them that today is the day of salvation because of who you are. 
the Lord, may we also not have come this day to hear uh, words and then leave here as if it doesn't matter. For just as worship is the announcements, is the singing, is the praying, is the preaching of the word, it's also the response to the word. So may we allow salvation to complete its purpose in us, that we would look like Jesus, that we would act like Jesus, that we would show the faith by loving our neighbors as ourselves, as we continue to be informed and transformed into the image of Jesus Christ the Lord. We thank you for this, and we pray this in the name that gives salvation, the name that truly saves, the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. So we're going to sing.